I'm Allie of Hocus Pocus Collector. And I'm Will of Spooky Will. And we are the Black Flame Society. We're here to share Halloween, Hocus Pocus, and other spooky news and updates with you. While having fun, meeting friends, and making every day feel like it's Halloween. So come on in and join the society. On today's episode of the Black Flame Society, Will and I had the pleasure of speaking with the one and only Elijah, played by Steve Voberell. If you've been listening to the Black Flame Society long enough, you know we have a bit of a love-hate relationship with Elijah, and Steve came on to kind of try to redeem him, to tell us about some fun behind-the-scenes filming stuff, and to try to make Elijah a more lovable character. If you're unfamiliar with Elijah, Elijah is the brunette at the beginning of Hocus Pocus. When Thackeray is looking for Emily, she has been taken, and Elijah comes out and attempts to help Thackeray. That's kind of up for debate, and that is one of the reasons we have talked about in the past why we don't love Elijah. So we had a great time chatting with Steve. He gave us a lot of fun behind the scenes information, told us about the filming and casting process, and some really fun stories. So tune into our interview with Elijah, aka Steve Voparel. Hey Steve, thank you so much for joining today. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, we are so honored to have the one and only Elijah on our podcast today. This is this is great. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. <laughs> so let's just let's dive into it a little bit. How did you get cast in Hocus Pocus? What was the process? Did you interview a lot? Did you audition? Tell us what happened. So I met Kenny Ortega on Newsies. I was actually just doing extra work. I was doing plays in Hollywood and things like that. And I knew this casting director, Bill Bunnell. And he kind of got me into Newsies, and then I was on Newsies, and Kenny kept bringing me from to like to the forefront of all the shots, and I just kind of started. I literally just started hanging out with Kenny Ortega. Not a bad place to be, <laughs> right? And I, you know, you don't really know who people are. I mean, I was a, I literally was just some kid. You know, I was twenty two, twenty one, just some kid. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just. Hanging out, playing, and uh, and Kenny would take me to the forefront of all the shots and newsies. And before long, uh, I was just hanging out, and there was a part in this new movie he was doing, and I auditioned for it. So there's a process. Your agent, I don't know how many people know anything about the acting, like what really happens in Hollywood. So you go out, you get a, you get an agent, and they tell you to get headshots, and then your headshots are in and then you get a new agent and then they're like, Oh, I need new headshots. And then, <laughs> then you have to come back and then you finally get a, an audition and you go and you meet with these directors or you meet with, actually you don't even meet with directors. You meet with a casting director first. So first I met with a casting director and that was Greg Smith. And then you come back and you meet with producers. And when then at that point you're more interviewed and you're interviewed on, you're recorded on tape. So at the time, they actually had video cameras and stuff like that. And then then you're up in the air whether or not you got a part or not. <laughs> You'll find out anywhere between, uh, you know, a couple days and months later. I, I got a part in a commercial one time, and I didn't find out for like six months. Oh, wow. Oh, the torture. So it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't even know. You audition for so many. And you're just like, hey, you got a part in a, this commercial. Okay. No one. <laughs> And so Hocus Pocus was your first big feature film, is that correct? First and only. Love that. Not not a not a bad one to be a part of, right? Definitely yeah. not. Here we are 30 years later talking about it. <laughs> 
So, oh, so I want to thank you guys for doing this show. Your your enthusiasm for this movie has sparked my enthusiasm for this movie. Oh, cool. So I want to thank you guys. You're, you're, I think you're part of what's keeping it alive. And oh. um, it's been a pleasure listening to you guys, even though you hate Elijah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure like listening to your guys' enthusiasm <laughs> and how much you love the movie. And you've delved into itty bitty little nooks and crannies and try to just squeeze every last bit of juice out of this movie that there is probably more so than you know david kirshner ever even thought you know i know you guys interviewed him i list, listened to half of that it was uh quite quite the interview i mean that's pretty it's pretty interesting to even hear 30 years later how integral this was to his life definitely yeah yeah and let's just be clear, even though we do have feelings about Elijah, and I know you said you did too, we love Steve. We love Steve. So you are not our hate. My goal here today is to have you love Elijah. Um, We're going to redeem Elijah, guys. Here we go. Circle, despite the... Uh, <laughs> Will. Will. William. <laughs> he called you William. Oh, oh, this is gonna be good, my friends. <laughs> Sit down, buckle up. We are at level zero with Elijah right now. I have a feeling by the end of this, we're gonna be Elijah's fan club. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with what was your favorite memory filming Hocus Pocus? The entire how long were you there? How many days was it? So it was a couple different things. So I am a destitute, barely having a home actor. Living in Los Angeles, I lived in Venice Beach at the time. It was a crappy little house. I get this part in this movie. It's a Disney film. And they send a limousine to pick me up. To pick me up. So I'm from Connecticut. I, I grew up in Connecticut. I, um, I know, right? <laughs> so I, I grew up in Connecticut. I moved to Los Angeles to get a part where they fly me back to Connecticut, where I, I guess I flew into Boston to do my first real big acting part in Salem, which is mm-hmm. 25, 30 minutes from my house in Connecticut, which is, you know, well, maybe not quite, maybe an hour, whatever. But it's, uh, so they pick me up in a limousine and I'm thinking to myself, I need money. I don't need a limousine. And then they put you in first class and I'm like, I need coach. Give me the money. You know, that's what, the way I think. And then they give you a per diem. So they give you a, a, a money per day. And I went right through that because it was, even if it was $100 a day, I think I blew it on a phone call from the airplane. Because I called somebody. I'm like, I'm on an airplane and I'm in first class. And it was like a $117 phone call. No oh way. my gosh, how times have changed. I know, right? So yeah, this is 92, 1992. So it was, uh, that was my limousine experience, is getting picked up by a limo when I barely had, like, you know, I'm eating ramen, you know, it's paycheck to paycheck, you're barely surviving, and they pick you up in a limousine. And, like, do you tip the limousine driver? I don't know if you tip the limousine driver. I don't have any money to tip a limousine driver. The limousine driver's doing better than I am. <laughs> so... That's kind of the way of a, an actor's life, I think, is that you just, you know, certainly for the people who barely touch on the Hollywood scene, you know, people who are just getting started or something like that in the in the business, people have 30, 40, 50 films under their belt, even if they're little parts, they all add up. So 
So when when you got back to Salem, when you were back on the East Coast, tell us how the filming process went. Tell us about how it, how it all went down. So I think I was there for three days, but most of the filming happened in one day with Sean and me in that that opening sequence. I always tell people I'm in this movie Hocus. Well, I don't always tell people. I don't tell people at all. Uh, <laughs> but when they find out that I'm in Hocus Pocus, they're like, "You're in Hocus Pocus! Oh my god, I love that film!" I tell them, I go, "If you missed the opening credits, I'm dead." Because they've gone past this, and it's now in 1993. And so, if you miss the opening credits, I'm dead. So, we do this little sequence, you know. Um, it's very, it's almost exactly how you see it. We filmed me standing over there next, in my own little corral with my goats or whatever. And Sean comes out of his area. And, and then, you know, it's just little things. I think one or both of us fell in the woods, you know, at different times because you're running and you're kind of like i think we're barefoot i know he was i think i was too and you know you're running and it's all wet leaves and it's salem and it's new england and everything's damp and you know so you fall down and everybody is freaks out all ever makeup freaks out hair freaks out uh the director's like oh my god i mean kenny's like oh no and everybody's like and i'm like i'm 20 i can handle a fall you know i i got this guys relax uh even though i'm you know like i think i was bleeding at one point i think my elbow was bleeding but i'm like it's okay we're gonna survive this but everybody was super worried super concerned about i guess they guess i I guess they don't want you hurt because you've got to film your next shot so in the film, we see kind of two scenes for you. So we see you with Thackeray, and then mm-hmm. Thackeray tells you to summon the others. And then the other scene is we see you with the townspeople when the Sanderson sisters get hanged. Right. Is there any other scenes that you did that we haven't seen? That was pretty much it. And they actually had... So the the hanging scene was done in Los Angeles on the sound, sound stage in that. And I got to walk around that house that David was saying how like, Oh my gosh, I wish I'd kept it from one of your earlier podcasts. So, you know, you get to walk around, you get to see the cauldron. I mean, I held the book with the eye that moved. It was all mechanical. I remember also, I think I remember you guys talking a couple episodes, I think it was episode five or four or five, about um, Sean getting underneath the the wheel. Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I'm pretty sure I remember watching him go under because I was there. For the filming of part of this, and I, I'm almost positive I remember him because he's because he had to hold on and he'd come up and he'd be all wet. I, I think what they started they started him in the water, and he would get pulled up out. So it's not like that he he really went all the way around. Yeah, yeah. He just was in the water and got pulled up. I, if I remember correctly, but you know, that was thirty years ago, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there was that got to see that i got to watch them rehearse the cauldron where they're pushing the cauldron back and forth you know kenny's a big oh this goes back to you hating me william <coughs> uh kenny's a, kenny's a big action he's a big movie. theatrical he's theatrical yeah, yeah. He's, he's from a dance background right uh so his was dance and music and so everything was big and huge and giant and everything had to be bigger because he can always bring it back down. So I remember when Sean had to pull me and I was, ah. <laughs> your favorite <laughs> scene ever in the entire movie. Um, it was uh, <laughs> I also had to come back in and do all voiceovers later on. Yeah. 
And that's when I found out that Sean had been, his voice as Binks had been recast. Because I was in the sound studio at the same time. As I'm like, who is this guy? And they're like, oh, he's redoing all the voice for the cat. So did you get to, so you interacted with Sean, Mm -hmm. um, obviously the most, and then you had the scene with the parent, uh, the Binks parents. Did you get to interact with any of the other cast? Well, I know you said you got to just see them with the cauldron and stuff, but did you get to interact with anyone else while you were on set? So it was three to four feet between me and Bet and Sarah and Kathy. With when we were doing the when we were doing the hanging scene. But I remember I was standing there and they all have nooses around their necks. I'm just sitting there and I'm staring at Sarah and I'm like, huh, we have a mole in the exact same space on our face. I have a mole like right here. And I look up there and I look and I go, You know we have a mole in the exact same space on our face? And she goes, What? <laughs> And so we talked for like maybe a minute, um, maybe a minute or something like that. Uh, what a fun interaction to have. I know, right? Uh, I think hers might be on the opposite side of her chin. I Mine's on my left side. I don't know where hers is anymore. But So we chatted for a second. That was, you know, I, I definitely knew who she was at the time. Another thing that was really interesting is I looked this up because you guys encouraged me to look up things about this film I'm in. Because how many times have I seen the film? Yeah, I was shocked. I, so I was texting with Steve and I was, he's like, should I prep anything? Should I watch the movie? And I'm like, oh, no, you've probably seen it plenty. And he's like, I've only seen it once or twice. And I was like, excuse me, what was that? <laughs> and he said he had seen his part more than that. But still, I was blown away. I was like, I've seen it once or twice in the past hour. Okay. like. <laughs> well, I've, I think I've seen the film front to back twice. Oh my goodness. Now we are, we have a rooftop cinema around the corner from my house and we're getting a group of people to go this October 2nd. So we're, we're I will be seeing it for my third time all the way through. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> my kid has never seen the film. She thinks it's too scary. Oh, how she's, old is she? She's 11. Okay. Right. So she's like, no, it's too scary. But meanwhile, she listens to these books on tape that are, absolutely violent and horrible but that's a totally different <laughs> thing besides the point in that filming like i have to hold that book right but and without see this is where i'm gonna get you to love me Come back step one <laughs> if i don't throw that book down if elijah isn't there this story doesn't take place do you know it's working. It, it is working. <laughs> so, so I remember, step one complete. I remember, Moving on to step two. Like, Kenny's talking to me, and he's like, you got to throw the book down. I'm like, why am I throwing the book down? He's like, because they're going to cast a spell, and you got to cover your ears. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. And it still doesn't make any sense. And if you thought the uh, was bad, I thought me throwing the book down was bad. I thought me throwing the book down is one of the worst things in cinematic history. <laughs> I think you guys also said Omri doesn't like to see him act his own acting. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think maybe we're our own worst critics besides Will. Um, <laughs> but, I've gone after Elijah a bunch too. Don't I, just leave yeah. this all on Will here. <laughs> oh, I know Allison. <laughs> oh, Allison. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch your scenes right before yeah. we did this just because I wanted to make sure I knew your lines just in case we, you were going to quiz us or we were going to quiz you. It's or eight whole words. It's eight whole words. It's not that hard. 
It, it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're great, though. They're iconic. David loved the She's Done For. We're contemplating putting that on a t-shirt. And if we do, we will send one your way if you'd like Oh my one. gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's classic. <laughs> so funny. We were actually curious if you still have anything from when you filmed the film. Do you have anything left or do you have any kind of favorite memories you wanted to share as well? Okay, after you guys got, after I listened to one of your podcasts, I was like, I gotta find some stuff. I'm trying to see if I have it here. All right, this is interesting. This is me in 1993, probably at Kenny Ortega's house at Christmas time. Oh, cool. What did he get you? What are you open? I don't even remember. <laughs> it's probably like a shirt or something. I don't know. I, I don't even know. Um, oh, that's incredible. So that I have. This is another picture. This is like the ca- some of the crew. This guy down here on this side, this is Greg Smith. And this guy over here in the white cap, that's Bill Bunnell. He did the extras casting for all this. And he was the executioner. Oh. <gasps> Oh, in the black. Okay. He was the ex- so he put himself in the film in all in all black. I also have, let's see here. So I got to hold that book because you're talking about props, right, Will? So yeah. there was two books. There was one with a robotic eye and there was one that would open. I, th- I don't remember. I definitely did not throw down the one that had the robotic eye because I think back in the day, they didn't even have wireless capabilities. I mean, I think there was wires that ran to it. That would make the eye go, and they had yeah, some some person with a little controller have the eye open, have it look left, right. So that was all no CGI or anything like that, like they did with the cat's mouth. And the cats, there was seven or eight trained black cats on set, and the trainer he had little treats, and those cats would love those treats. But he had them all in a little crate, and then you'd bring one cat out for a scene, and where he's going around his legs, you know, and he get away beast or whatever he says right there right and at each time they'd bring out a different new black cat because they didn't want the cats getting tired there or whatever that was a trip to see like that many well-trained identical looking black cats <laughs> it was a little bizarre i thought when you started talking about the book there for a second steve you were going to tell us you had the book still and i was like whoa bring it out show it to us i wonder what you could sell that thing for now I do. I think somewhere, and I looked high. I looked high and low everywhere. I think I have an original opening night program. Uh, I I'm almost positive I have one somewhere. I really wish I had had a script. I definitely do not have a script, but that would have been neat to have. But I think I have the opening program. I just I looked high and low for it. That's how I found these little pictures and stuff. But. I couldn't. I'll find it like when I'm 80 or something like that. <laughs> now, did you go to the premiere that opening night? Oh, no, no, I didn't go. I went to the screening. Okay. So they screened it to cast and crew before it premiered. Well, I was at the screening. I, I did not go to the premiere. I was not big enough to go to the premiere. They needed Elijah there. Oh, oh, they no. could have redeemed him right then and there. What are they doing? I really <laughs> kind of hope they would have like gotten in touch with me for Hocus Pocus Two and let me play like a dad. Right? You know? Like, wouldn't that be cool? Like, you know, like I don't look anything like I did then. I mean, I I look. I guess my face is similar, but I don't have hair. And it would be so much fun to play like a dad of uh, in like you know, even if it was like to say you know something about conjuring or just some weird little. Oh, look, my kid, he's conjuring. 
<laughs> you know, whatever. I don't know. She's done for <laughs> that kid. Oh, she's going to detention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the sequel, are you excited for it? Are you going to watch it? What are your I'm feelings? To- yeah, I'm totally going to watch it. Should be totally interesting. I mean, when's it premiering? Like September 30th. Right around the corner. We're going to go around the corner from my house over here. We're going to do the rooftop cinema and then well, next week or so we'll probably get out and see HP2. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, Will, I'm going to ask this one, but then I want you to ask our other theory, okay? You know what I'm talking about. All right. So, okay. Steve, I just got, I'm really, I wanted to call you Elijah. I'm so sorry. You are Steve. You are different people. <laughs> so, I just got a copy of a script. It's just a reproduction, but I just wanted to have one. And it's an early one from May of 92. And in that script, which we confirmed with David and Mick Garris, that it is indeed a real copy. In that one, your original line, you referred to, when you were talking to Thackeray, you refer to Emily as our sister. And then when you are having interaction with Father Binks, it is described as Emily Emily survives in this one. Emily and Elijah's father. So originally, you were a Binks. Did you know this? How do you feel? First first time hearing this. Yeah. I had no idea. No. So let's live that out for a, a second. Let's be honest. That's a cursed family. I'm kind of glad I'm not part of it. I mean, one, one kid died and the other kid got turned into a cat for hundreds of years. So <laughs> I'm better off being the neighbor. Yeah, the guy next door, right? We have no further info on why they didn't move forward with that. Someone had pointed out maybe it was because the sister-brother bond between Thackeray and Emily was so strong. If there had been a second brother, maybe it wouldn't have been as validated, that sort of thing. But you were originally a Binks. Then you really could have hated Elijah for not showing up, right? He's like, go get our sister. Go get her over there. You go get some other people. I'll go save her. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just stay here thanks yeah i'll be safe over here so that we didn't have that original theory up until recently but our original theory which i think we mentioned in an episode but well what what was our other theory so we had another theory and this is going back to elijah not really helping emily and we were saying that maybe he was actually in with the sanderson sisters and he was actually helping them kind of take the children so when he was like she's done for it's because he already knew that like it was his part of his plan as well so we were just curious if if there was kind of like a if elijah could go a different way would you like to see him kind of evil would you like to see him part of the sanderson sisters yeah yes as you're as you're talking it through right now i'd, I'd never really because i'm supposed to be like this loving neighbor right i help the mom out after they hang the you know i walk away with her but if you think about it i did throw that book yep. down you did and allow did, them Elijah. to cast yep, that spell. <laughs> I did. So I kind of like the evil Elijah. Are, are you the fourth Sanderson sibling, I, not the fourth Sanderson sister? But So we have oh one storyline. We have Elijah Binks. We also have evil Elijah, Elijah Sanderson. Oh, I like evil. I like Elijah Sanderson. I like that. Oh, you are. are so you're deciding right now for the Hocus Pocus universe, which way we're going. And we're going Elijah Sanderson. <laughs> That's the path from here on out. I kind of like the evil side. Um, <laughs> I mean, at least it explains why I throw that book down. There's my bad acting here. Here, sisters. I mean, sorry. <laughs> well, allow me to help you cast this spell. <laughs> <laughs> so if Elijah was evil, I wonder what would have happened after his sisters were hanged. Is he going to start sucking the lives out of children? Maybe he's still around 300 years later. Like- oh, maybe maybe he is in the sequel. <laughs> that would suck so bad for me. <laughs> they, they, ca- they recast Elijah. 
Uh, and it's like like the fourth star. He makes millions of dollars. Oh. So you said that you kind of fell into this role by knowing Kenny. Do you stay in touch with him at all? No, I've actually tried to get in touch with him. But, you know, when after this, I mean, he like ran Michael Jackson's world tour. Yes. I mean, he's so big. I mean, uh, no, I, I never really stayed in touch with him. Stayed in touch with him probably for maybe a year or so. But then my life went my way, you know. Sure. And so you um, left act. You did a few small things after Hocus Pocus. So what are you up to now? You're not in the acting world. What are you doing? I'm a physical therapist. Very cool. Uh, I work at a hospital uh, in West Los Angeles. And I work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. So if you served in the military and get hospitalized in L.A., I could potentially be your therapist. That sounds very rewarding. Do you love it? At times. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you know, at times. You know, it's it's a, it's definitely a, a difficult job, but it's all good. Pays the bills and allows me to stay in Los Angeles. I always think about like, you know, because I really, you know, acting still in my blood, but family life, you know, you got to save for retirement. And I always tell people, I'm like, like why'd you quit acting? I'm like, do you realize how much acting costs to pursue? If you're not actually like making money at it, it's it's just a, a financial suck. It just takes everything out of you. Because like I was saying, you redo your headshots. And then as soon as you get on your new agent, the new agent's like, oh, we got to redo your headshots. And then you're <laughs> printing up new stuff. I think it's probably different nowadays. I think it's all probably digital. That'd be my guess. But it would be a great retirement gig is to just do extra work. Yes. Yeah. What, what film were you in? I was in uh, Ken and Barbie, that film that's coming out, right? Well, you in. I was in Hocus Pocus 12. Right? Oh, my, oh my Coming gosh, next you guys fall. would be in heaven if they do a three, four, five, six, and a seven. Any Hocus Pocus is usually good Hocus Pocus, right, Well, Yeah, yeah, definitely. Would you ever Would you ever do the cons and do like uh, attend the cons for like autographs and stuff? Because it seems like more of the cast are actually joining those now. Who, who, I, I can't even imagine somebody wanting my autograph. I would pay for it. Like. <laughs> I'll totally sign you guys, though. I mean... I don't know. Nobody's ever asked me. I don't know. It seems like such a weird thing to me. You know. Is this your first Hocus Pocus interview? Uh huh. Oh, cool. Ah! Yeah. How exciting! It won't be your last. We're gonna get you back out there. Get into those cons. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so bizarre. Put a hairpiece on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Now, did you get close with Sean when you were filming? I know you said it was only a few days. Not really? No. There was a pretty big age gap. You know, I was like 22 and he was like 17. So, and we weren't, and so he had, you know, he had, I think if I remember correctly, he had parents on site, you know, and I'm, you know, so no, although we look the same age and I think, and he went on to do so many, so many things, you know, CSI and all that stuff. So I felt like an albatross there, you know, I was like, I was definitely, I was like, I definitely felt out of place there. I was the, I was a little bit older. I was friends with Kenny and it was just, it was just weird. I think, you know, I, I didn't fit in anywhere. So I wasn't part of the young group of kids. Oh, this is an interesting stat. I don't know if you guys know this. How old was Bet when she did the um, original? Uh, she just transcended 45-ish? She was 46. And guess how old Omri and they all are now. They're all about 45 or 46. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, 30 years later, 47, you know, there, I think there were seven. Yeah. Cause it's 29 years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, it's crazy. They are the same age as, cause I remember looking at Bet and being like, damn, that girl's 
old, <laughs> you know, during the filming, <laughs> right? Because I was just a young kid, and I'm older than her now, you know, than she was when she filmed it. You know, I'm 51, now, and she she was 46. I'm like, that's so weird to me, you know. And she had and she had a huge career even by then. She was so oh, yeah. Forget about what she's done since then, and you know, all the music and all that stuff. I do remember that when she had her own trailer, I remember thinking, that is not a happy person. Really? Yeah, I just, she was just very little interaction with people. But now that I'm older, I have a little bit of different perspective. She was just getting ready for the part. She was just in, she wasn't there for fun. She was there to kind of do her craft. So it's just a, it's a different perspective. I, back in the day, I was just like, damn, I wouldn't want to be her. She just seems upset all the time and just grumpy. You know, I think she's, there's a reason why she's Batman, Myth, you know. There's a reason why she is this icon of a, of a human being and actress and so musician and all that. Because she's on, she's on it. She's on it and she's ready for it and stuff like that. It just seems like she can show up, flip that switch, do the part, flip it off and go, as you said, just kind of walk back to the trailer yeah. and try to separate from it. Because yeah, she was doing yeah. so many other things around that time too. It wasn't just Hocus Pocus, wasn't her only project. So when we were in Salem, and this is, you know, they're just filming in a neighborhood kind of and so there's people walking by or whatever and this little girl and her mom walk up to me and the little girl's probably four or five years old and she hands me this stick right here this little stick and i've kept it for 29 years she says this is your magic wand so you can protect yourself against from those witches (sighs) oh my gosh what a sweet story (laughs) and so i have kept this as my talisman of protection against evil, even though I want to be evil Elijah, <laughs> and I do want to still be evil Elijah, uh, maybe this would help me uh, cast some spells and protect uh, Winnie. But, um, oh, how sweet! <laughs> but yeah, so I have had that that little piece of that stick right there. I'm wondering. I, I have no idea who she is. I wonder if she even remembers giving it to me. You know, I wonder if she's out there. She's from Salem, I guess, because I think she lived right there. If you're listening, reach out to us on Instagram. We'll connect you oh guys. God. We can have a Zoom chat. <laughs> you can hit me up on uh, Facebook. And so we're going to do a quick lightning round right here, Steve. Just I'm just going to throw it out and just get, just like we do with David, just give it back to me. So, okay. all right. Thackeray or Elijah? Elijah. <laughs> Emily or Danny? Danny. Oh, he's definitely a Sanderson. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, favorite Sanderson sister? Oh, Sarah. <laughs> favorite halloween candy oh reese's peanut butter cup my daughter's middle name is reese in honor of the peanut butter cup yes and it sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> and favorite halloween movie can i can, do i have any choice but to say hocus pocus of course you can yeah, say yeah, whatever you want yeah, here yeah. when um, we asked omri that question he responded with nightmare before christmas so I, I, I was thinking somewhere along the lines of that and nightmare before christmas is pretty awesome um halloween yes good the choice original? good choice the original i mean you yeah. know now we're getting into true horror you know. it qualifies it qualifies mm. are you excited for the did you watch the 2018 one that came back out no no, no? My, okay. my wife will not watch horror so that me- Fair means enough. like the the horrorist movie we can get to is uh stranger things <laughs> that's about as scary as we can get in my household fair enough oh, i got one for you two. Oh, cool oh yes oh, wait, are, are we done with speed round yes speed round yeah. is complete all right money is no option okay okay what would be your 
go-to number one Halloween costume? Oh. Money is no option. That's a really good question. Um, I love that. All right, I got mine. We'll I'll go well, well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I... <laughs> Will and I were just talking about animatronics before you joined. So I would want to have like the feet, not like stilts. I want to be like, when I hit a button, they extend and they make me very tall very quickly so I can hop out of bushes and scare people. And I want to be dressed as a scary witch, not a Sanderson sister, just like a terrifying, like a terrifying witch, like horror movie witch. Um, Yeah, so that's what I would want. So I'd want some props and some scary makeup. <laughs> and Will? Mine would probably be, probably be like a mixture of Michael Myers but he could fly, so I could just land out of nowhere, frighten people, maybe some, like, like things on my arms, so if I pretend to stab someone, blood just comes out really gory, something like that, probably. What would so yours you be? be Michael Myers on Who a can jet fly? Pack. Yeah, basically, yeah. Jetpack Michael Myers. Like, yeah. Chainsaws. Ah! No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what would yours be, Steve? Uh, so I was, I'm right along with you, Allie. It's like, um, I want one of those Velociraptor costumes with the animatronics. And the and the speaker system where it where it goes, you know, and then people <laughs> jump and scream and but like and and you can walk with it, you know, and it's it's yes. like a full size dinosaur. I'm sure those things are like seventy grand or something like that. Oh yeah, right. I I'm sure imagine. they're just off the hook, pricey. But like that would be That's so much cool fun to walk be. around staring people. Yes, yeah, especially really cool. around with all the Jurassic films coming out right. that are still coming out. Just to show up to one of the fil- the screenings yeah, with that. Damn Jurassic oh. Park putting Hocus Pocus to shame opening weekend. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I remember I looked up how much uh, Hocus Pocus made that opening weekend when it opened, and I was like, "We made four point six million dollars." And then you look at Jurassic Park, <laughs> and you're like, "I don't even remember what it was, but like sixty million or something like that." And we were number two, I think. Definitely a hard time for a movie to come out, especially a Halloween movie in July. I mean, yeah, that was just time. a weird call. Weird call. But here we are. We're talking about it. We are still loving it. And Cult classic. It really is. It really is. It's just... Uh, and I have a lot of friends from like overseas. I don't know. Not my friends, but friends of friends who... Like France. It's big in France. Okay. Well, speak to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's massive here. It's huge. Like um, a lot more stores as well have started to stock a lot of Hocus Pocus merchandise now because it's it's massive. It's probably about as big as in America now. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I think it's growing every year as well. And I see like every every year I'll try to find that group of Sanderson sisters who are dressed up, and I'll go take a photo with them. And they have no idea, you know. <laughs> you, some of those costumes they put a lot of time and effort into yeah. them. They are just a fantastic. All right, Steve. So I'm going to give you some homework this Halloween. I want you to embrace <laughs> your Elijah. I want you to go up to those Sanderson sisters and be like, do you know who I am? I'm Elijah <laughs> from the film. Okay. And hopefully they've, li- they've listened to this and they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace the right. Elijah. I will. I will. I'm, I'm, apparently I'm gonna, I need to promote my Elijah-ness. We'll help you out here. I knew that that part was big when I ended up on BuzzFeed. You know, like when it shows, you know, when I'm, it says, do you know what movie this is? And it just shows a still shot of me pointing in that white shirt. Yeah. And then Sean's standing next to me and we're like, oh, over there. <laughs> and, and they're like, do you know what film this is? And I'm like, and I'm like, hmm. oh my gosh, I can't believe this still out of everything you could have taken from that film. <laughs> that's the one they chose to use as, do you know what film this is? <laughs> Did you know you're a, you know you're a tarot card? So they released this set of tarot cards. 
just this year. So okay. I'll show you. You're actually a card. So let me find it. I message Will and I go, Will, I got the tarot cards. They arrived. And he's like, oh, are they great? And I'm like, yeah, you won't believe who's one of the cards because we always joke. And so he's like, is it Elijah? And I sent him a picture. It's brilliant. So we, you need to get a set of these. Oh you are God. forever <laughs> memorialized. There's a tarot card of Elijah. That's who. Here it is. So you're the page of potions. Elijah! Oh my God! <laughs> See, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're a tarot card. Congratulations well. <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I, I never knew I was gonna have to buy a set of hocus pocus tarot cards. <laughs> I think that was the first piece of Elijah merch I've ever seen. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, I think so. But not the last. Not the last. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious though. Have you ever been back to Salem since you did the filming? Nope. I'm in the, to Connecticut, but not to Salem. Do you have any interest in going back? Yeah, it'd be fa- it would be interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's so different, you know. I you guys, did you guys ever see Indiana Jones, like the original Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark? So I took a trip to Hawaii probably 20 years ago, and we went to the spot where he swings out, and it doesn't look anything the same as it did in the 80s 20 years ago. So I can only imagine where, where wherever we filmed. I don't know where we were either. Uh, you guys probably know more about where I filmed than I know. <laughs> you know, it just was a. Uh, you guys say that the Sanderson house is like people will take let you take a tour or something like that. So they want the Denison house, the Max and uh, Danny's house. People flock to oh, it. Yeah. Um, there in October they closed the road, so you can't get down there. You're not supposed to, at least, because it was becoming like a public safety concern. Same, they decorate Allison's house, the Ropes Mansion. They decorate it for the last weekend of October to look like it did in the movie. And people, I mean, we're doing it too, but people go to Town Hall Pioneer Village is the opening scene, so people go there. We're out there doing, <laughs> going to all these places. Yeah, yeah. Pioneer, Pioneer Village is where I filmed, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. See, you know things I don't know. I just was brought on a bus to, you know, like and that. a limo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not once I once I made it to um, Massachusetts. It was definitely a more of a like kind of how it would be here. Like you're gonna get picked up in the, the small van and taken over there, and you're gonna go to hair and makeup. Well, if you and your family ever come out this way, Steve, and you need a tour of Salem, you know who to reach out to. We'll give you all the filming locations <laughs> and bring back all those happy memories. <laughs> and so, well, while Steve is still here. Your goal today, Steve, was to redeem Elijah. Will, is Elijah <laughs> redeemed? Yeah. Yeah, <gasps> definitely. 100%. I think my dislike has turned to the police officer now. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Our dislike is transferred to someone else. We're going to have to call Michael and get him on the yeah. show. <laughs> okay, we, I do have one more. Um, so remember when you guys said it was this thing when Sean pulls me and I go, ugh. Right, that that part is what. Yeah. So it's ruined that scene for you. I was like, "What the hell are they talking about?" So I start playing it, and I'm in a different room, and my wife hears it and she starts laughing. <laughs> she goes, "You do do that," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I guess I kind of did." So for now, for here, from here on out, every time I watch the Eliza she- scene, I will have a new appreciation and love for it. So, Steve, thank yeah. you for joining us today and well, changing our view well, on it. I, thank you for coming on and changing our view because you now, Will, I'm going to say it, we're Team Elijah. <laughs> yeah, Team Elijah Team for Elijah. life. <laughs> she's done for. Yeah. All right, can you give us one? Can, I, can you give us one? She's done for. 
She's done for. Yes. No. Thank you. That's all we needed. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Team Elijah for life, guys. Hey, but look at Kondra. <laughs> She's done for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I'm always like, yeah, I got eight words. Nabal, look at Kondra. She's done for. <laughs> there it is. I would have loved to have lots of more, but that's all right. HP3, the Elijah redemption story. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me again. It's been awesome. It's been fun. A huge shout out to Steve for joining us at the Black Flame Society to talk about such great memories of filming Hocus Pocus, some behind the scenes stuff, and also redeeming Elijah. Can you believe it? We're Team Elijah? I still can't believe it. <laughs> it was so much fun chatting with you, Steve. Thank you for joining us. And we have a lot of other fun interviews coming this fall, guys, so keep listening. We hope you enjoyed this. And are you Team Elijah now? Do you still have a dislike of Elijah? Please let us know. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Black Black Flame Society, and we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Black Flame Society. To never miss an episode, follow along on Instagram at the Black Flame Society podcast, like and subscribe on your favorite streaming service, and join our mailing list to be the first to know what's coming next. Thank you for being part of the society. Until next time. The Black Flame Society podcast is not affiliated with Disney or any other related conglomerates yet. Feel free to change that. Give us a call. 